0: Welcome to The Dream, The Date, and The Broken Bra. I am your host, Stephanie Brownyard. I have an insatiable desire for adventure and knowledge, and with this, I have been on a quest to discover what the purpose of life is and what it all means. In this podcast, we will embark on a journey, the journey of life. With my guest, we will share in stories and celebrate all that life has to offer, from the challenging times the victories of one's dreams, love, and life experiences. Through authentic conversation and thought-provoking dialogue, it is my hope you will unravel and uncover the magic that makes your life so extraordinary. We all come from different walks of life with different beliefs, but we all have similar desires and needs. Our paths are all so different, but yet we are all so connected. Let's come together to hear each other and to learn from one another and see the beauty in every experience, no matter how difficult or challenging it may be. In the process, we can all heal a little, have some laughs, and perhaps shed a few tears with a whole lot of inspiration. Join me on this exploration to uncover your magic. Are you ready? Hello, friends. Welcome to today's conversation with the lovely Dr. Lindsay Elmore. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here and thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to today's conversation. I had the pleasure to speak with Dr. Lindsay. She holds a doctorate in pharmacy. She's a speaker, author, podcast host, and a world-renowned wellness expert. Lindsay has the ability to translate complicated science into understandable and relatable stories. She has traveled the world educating audiences about natural wellness. She has spoken to audiences on five continents and more than 30 countries. Her educational materials have been translated into more than 25 languages. She is the author of Essentials, 75 Answers to Common Questions about Essential Oils and Supplements, and the Clean Slate Cleanse Cookbook and Workbook Series. She has published in a wide variety of pharmacy and medical journals. She has been quoted in many magazines, and she has also been featured on news segments on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, CW, and The Daily Buzz. I had the pleasure of meeting Lindsay in person a few years ago at a health and wellness event and since then I have followed along as she keeps it real with her no-nonsense approach to health and wellness. I really love her boldness and she just puts it all out there and I just had to talk to her. And what was so interesting was I thought we would engage in a conversation about wellness but she we explored her vast knowledge on health and wellness and what she has seen from people all over the world and her common prescription to it all would be human kindness. I love these conversations and I loved having this conversation with Dr. Lindsay, so I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Thank you again for tuning in. As always, if you feel inclined to share this episode with a friend, family, or co-worker, please share it as I would greatly appreciate you passing on the love. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the Dream, the Date, and the Broken Bra. Hey, thanks so much (laughs) for having me. So excited to be here. Oh, thank you. I have had my eyes on you for a while. Um, Like we were talking before, we met um, through a mutual, mutual friend, Annie and Rosie, at an event here in San Diego where you came and we're speaking about health and wellness. And since then, I've been following you. I mean, I think that was, that was many years ago, probably, I don't know, like six, 10 years I've been following you and I love, um, I really was watching you too through COVID and just kind of spreading your knowledge about um, the vaccine and the virus and all that. and you have a different opinion than most or maybe what, um, I don't know, maybe what, or you're vocal about it. I'm sure there's other people with the opinion, but they're not like coming out and saying it because it's not very safe um, or it doesn't feel very safe. Right. But with that, I'd actually love to go back and talk about... Um, like where you came from, your background, because you have a, such a broad background. And actually even doing my research on you, I was like, wow, you do a lot of different things. Like from being a pharmacist to coaching people on health and wellness to being like a business coach and all this other stuff. So it's like you have such a broad well. Background, so I just love oh, to thank you to share people with you or share uh, you with people. <laughs> yeah, all the things,
1: all of the things. Um, so yeah, I, I you know my story is not unlike a ton of people. I was born in um, the suburbs of Birmingham, Alabama, and my my family life was was really great and then became a little bit chaotic. My parents got divorced when I was younger and that was, you know, that's a trauma that's like followed me my whole life and I use it to inform my decision-making. And so grew up, Happy kid, um, wild, rebellious teenager. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how I survived high school. I really don't. I had angels on my back the whole time. Um, got a degree in chemistry. Um I wanted to be an actress and a singer and a dancer growing up. And my mom was like, no, 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 you're going to get a real job. So I got a degree in chemistry, got my doctorate in pharmacy, did two years of residency, one in internal medicine and one in ambulatory care. And that was where I started to see the, the weave of, what is Western medicine start to unravel? Um, mm-hmm. I started seeing, cause I just, I had, I had patients who had diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, um, asthma, COPD. I ran a pain clinic for a while. I worked in, I, I worked, <laughs> this is how narrow oh. you can get in your practice. Um, I worked in a clinic that was for gay men addicted to methamphetamines. Like I worked with people all along all walks of life, Um, trained in San Francisco. So got exposed to a ton of addiction, Um, a ton of really just mentally unwell people. And I just started to realize like, wait a minute, these meds don't work. The meds Ah. just don't they don't work like we think that they do. They're they're amazing if you're having a heart attack or a stroke or you've got a broken leg or you need an emergency C-section, like western medicine is absolutely life-changing, but for the normal walkie-talkie person, six meds for the rest of your life, I was just yeah. like, "Uh, this is not this is not what I want to do with my time." And so I ended up My final straw, I guess, with my pharmacy practice was I went in, I was a transitions of care pharmacist, and I go in to go counsel a patient on their medications. And I'm like, hey, when you came to the hospital, how many medications were you on? And they said none. Mm. And I was discharging them on five. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I just Mm. cannot do this anymore. And so- I left, I joined a health and wellness company and really spent the next five, seven years traveling the world, teaching, educating, learning more about just what it means to be a global citizen. And I mm. am so grateful for my time that I spent with that company because it truly did help to make me a more global, globally minded person mm. and, um, globally
0: minded in the extent because you're working with people with different conditions or different mindsets to throughout different mindsets, world.
1: different, different living conditions, um, being able to see the economic divide that truly Mm -hmm. exists in Mm -hmm. our world. I remember one time I was in Jakarta and I was in like, I was on like the 40th floor of the Ritz Carlton at the time, the hotel room I was staying in was bigger than my New York city apartment. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I mean, it was, it was Mm -hmm. 1800 square foot apartment (laughs) or 1800 square foot hotel room. It was massive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I looked out the window And it was just slums as far as the eye could see. And it really gave me an opportunity to take a step back and go, I did nothing different to get myself where I am than Mm -hmm. that person did. And they don't have shoes. And so it really put me into being able to see people for who they are and being Mm -hmm. able to see every person as a, a human being created on purpose for a purpose and so I ended up um you know and so my 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 contract ended with with that company and I just proceeded as if success was inevitable started my podcast continued to get training I went back and have been working on my, my Institute for functional medicine certification, because I wanted to learn more about how Mm -hmm. do we actually get to the root causes of, of disease. And now it's to me, it's just all about how do I create more mental wellness in Mm. the world? How do I help people to see that they have value, that they have worth that every person is inherently valuable and It's a huge honor and blessing that people can actually hear that Mm for me. People Mm -hmm. can actually hear that for me. I, I do not take it for granted how big my voice is. I, I have had people come to me (laughs) and tell me that I saved their life. And I'm like, honey, I didn't save your life. You Mm -hmm. saved your life. And they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but you got me through it. And that. I mean, my God, what a honor and blessing that I have been gifted with to get to share with the world.
0: Mm -hmm. I have to say too, like what I really love about, um, you know, following you on Instagram too, is you said like, you are really relatable. Like you break it down, like something that is really could be confusing or like a complicated, um, topic, you know, and I would love to talk, go back to you on some of this points that you touched but some things that can be really complicated and like you hear so many mixed messages um out there about oh you should be doing this or you should be doing that you should be doing this with your diet you should be doing that you kind of like break it down to be really relatable and understandable and in like layman's terms so I think that's like super helpful and yeah I think what I'm learning on my journey is just being there and supporting people through their journey is is a huge blessing and a very big gift you know, people save themselves, but being support and being helpful to people is really is a blessing. So yeah, thanks for the work that you do. (laughs) Oh,
1: I mean, you know, it's, it doesn't even feel like work. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's some country song and it's like, find what you love and call it work.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I love that because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a natural born teacher. I mean, I got pissed off at my sixth birthday party because I was teaching a dance class and people were not paying close <laughs> enough attention. There you go. And my mom, <laughs> my mom would always say, Lindsay, all you've ever wanted is for everybody to listen to you. And so, <laughs> like, this fulfills my highest and greatest purpose. And mm. What if what a what a huge honor and blessing that it helps other people to right. fulfill and find their purposes as well.
0: Oh, I love that. That's super cool. Um, going back, you know, you said you talk you've traveled the world and you've seen different cultures or even maybe just in the US. Are there common threads in what you see in terms of health conditions? Like you talked about when you were um, working in your last job before breaking free from it uh not the business where you traveled the world on wellness but before that when you were in like your pharmacy um was there a common thread of illnesses that you saw amongst people well as the world
1: has become increasingly more westernized western disease states are what are ruling the world and so Mm -hmm. You know, I, I honestly, I thought you were going to ask a different question. I thought you oh. were going to ask, is there like a common humanity to everybody? Because that is like the biggest lesson that I got is, okay. you know, you look at all war- there. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> come, I'll come back yeah. to the <laughs> states and everything, yeah. but I also just want to highlight, like, you know, I've traveled to Muslim nations. I've traveled to atheist nations. I've traveled to Christian nations to, um, to, to nations that have different tons, you know, Sikh, Hindu, all the Buddhist, all the things. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I take away from it all is all of these world religions are all teaching the same things. Love one another, Mm
0: -hmm. love
1: one another. And that I have carried with me everywhere. You Mm -hmm. know, it has really helped me to become a better person, um, when I was in high school, I was a costume designer for a, for a a show that we were putting on and I wasn't a great seamstress and I was also so twisted inside of myself with Mm -hmm. anger. Mm -hmm. It took me until I was about 25 years old to really feel confident in my skin that mm-hmm. I could go out and just talk to people, just mm-hmm. talk to people. And so I was so twisted with all this anger that I was very mean to people. Anger,
0: I, was there anger from obviously from past traumas? Cause you also talked about too, like being raised in a divorced house and the trauma with that. Is it related to that or? It was anger from that. It was, it was anger
1: just, you know, and then I i think... It's or you also- don't even know it. Or
0: like, are you even aware about it? At, like, you just see it coming out and you're not even aware of what it is? is that- I mean,
1: I think it was self-loathing. Mm-hmm. It was um, always feeling out of place, mm-hmm. I think is a big piece of it. Everybody wants to feel like they belong. And and then also, I, I just simply... I, You know, I'm an Enneagram type eight. And so we're prone to have that vengeful nature if we are, if we are in our worst self.
0: And so what is, I'm sorry, what's an Enneagram? What was it?
1: okay so enneagram is a personality
0: profile okay (laughs) um,
1: and i am i am the most type eight who has ever Type eight and we are the challenger we challenge the status quo we um our core fear is being controlled or lacking respect and so we end up carrying some anger with us and so There was a moment in time where while, while I was, you know, while I was doing this costume design, one of the, one of the performers comes to me and she says, this isn't my fault. And it all like this, the hem had come out of her pants and she's like, it's not my fault. I'm so sorry. And in that moment, I realized I have to be kinder. And that's Mm. one of the biggest things I've learned in all of my travels, just to bring Mm -hmm. it back from whence we came, is just be kind to people. Like just like the kinder you can be, the more loving you can be, just do more of that all day long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and as far as disease states go, I would say the biggest disease state worldwide is stress. That's the biggest disease state worldwide, you know, and you see it play out differently in different cultures you know in in the United States we see our stress played out as a we must go 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 without stopping we don't allow ourselves space to rest and recover Mm -hmm. and you know in Japan you see it as massive amounts of infidelity you know where men are so stressed out that they don't go home to their wives at night i mean it's like basically a cultural it's a basically an accepted piece of the culture that Mm -hmm. you know powerful businessmen they don't go home to their wives they go to Mm -hmm. the geishas after Mm -hmm. work and that's how Mm -hmm. the stress gets played out there you know you see it in um like the stereotypical tiger mom where you know you've got asian parents that just push 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 their children and it's stress 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 mm-hmm. and then as you take a bigger step back and oh, the sights i saw in haiti and the sites that i've seen in africa of just the stress to survive to mm-hmm. actually get level one on maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and just know that you have shelter and sleep I mean I remember water yeah water all the things I remember walking across the border from the Dominican Republic into Haiti and there was a man there passed out drunk in a pigsty and like you know to just take a step back and go I did nothing different than that guy did you know i yeah. just got born into different yeah. circumstances but that guy has a purpose who i don't know what it is but he has a purpose and and so just yeah. seeing really the depths of of human depravity and hearing things seeing things that you don't want to you don't want to think that anything like that exists in the world and it'll rip your heart out but if it spurs me into action to go I want to make a ton of money so that I can give to other Mm -hmm. people well let's do some more of that let's do some Mm -hmm. more of that because I want to see young girls you know born into brothels raised out of poverty and go into school and all of the things and so yeah the the world traveling has really shifted my perspective on what it means to be a human and it has firmly cemented just how toxic stress can be. Oh, I mean, and we haven't even gotten into like going into East Berlin and seeing like the, the aftermath of, you know, the cold war, um, seeing when I lived in Europe, really feeling how palpable world war II is to people in Europe. I mean, the guy i was dating at the time his grandparents remember the bombings of london in world war 2 and like you think all this stuff is ancient history but when you really break it down we we still have it it's still here it's yeah. still with us it's like all trauma day, every passed, every day.
0: it's like in the cells it's passed on to each generation and it keeps yes. living out i heard the same yes. thing i had a friend they were in i believe the czech republic or mm-hmm. or um or hungary and the same thing they were like the people they were just so mad but it was like from like past history that they just, you know, you keep reliving it and reliving it and reliving it and it gets carried yep. on and carried on. And so then, yep. yeah, that's all in yourselves. Right. And yeah. So interesting. It's all too. in yourselves. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause you say mental wellness and I know there's like a big thing. You had said that I'm writing notes down as we go just so, cause I want to have you keep talking, but you talked like your mission now is to create mental wellness. Like what what does that look like? Cause I mean, we have mental, um, diseases going on and I'm actually a strong believer, like the mind creates like mental health issues, like right. the traumas and like the loops that we go, our mind can create these. So is that kind of what you talk about mental wellness or is it like mental wellness in, like you said, like a whole body approach, love, kindness, like a whole a whole holistic approach when you talk about well, mental it's wellness. It's definitely
1: a, a holistic approach, but it's, you know, it's just kind of like, when I think of mental wellness, it's like individuals who are truly mentally well, can cope with the normal stressors of life, Mm -hmm. can work productively. They produce, um, they produce work that is fruitful and, and they understand their own intrinsic value and use it to add value to others. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, mental wellness is not the absence of mental illness. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that like, Oh, you're all safe and sound as long as you don't have depression or bipolar disorder or whatever. No, this is a, this is so much bigger than that. This is so much bigger than that. It's about, it's about knowing that you were created on purpose for a purpose and can Mm -hmm. provide contributions that make the world a better and bigger place. I want people to understand that the world is a better place with them in it. Mm -hmm. And with the epidemic of, self-harm and self-abuse and just all the, all the everything that I could drop Mm -hmm. right now, like the suicide in children, Mm -hmm. my goodness, you know, we have, we have convinced ourselves as well as our children that they don't have value. And I was, I was just listening to something the other day, talking about going from living from a place of apathy where you just think you don't matter, your voice doesn't matter, nobody cares who you are, blah 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 blah. blah. And moving to a place of purpose. Mm-hmm. And that to me is true mental wellness. If I can take somebody from a place of woe is me, I'm stuck on the hamster wheel to holy crap, I got to get out of bed today because there's something inside of me that only I have that the world needs. Right. Right. And look, I can talk to you all day long about like, you know, take this magnesium supplement. It's going to help you stress less. Mm-hmm. And I could teach you all day long about how to lower cortisol and raise serotonin and raise dopamine and how to get out of your own way and how to transform your emotions. You know, I could teach all of those things. But if at the end of the day, I don't convince you that you're a person who has so much more value than you even realize, I haven't done my job. I haven't Mm -hmm. done my job. Like people are attracted to me because I'm authoritative. I know, I know my stuff and I can teach it and I can Mm -hmm. spit it back, but people stay with me and stay like a part of my sphere because I, I, I hope it's because you realize that I believe in you. You know, mm-hmm. I believe in you and I believe in your contributions to the world. So that's that's where that's where I am on that. That's what mental wellness is to me. It's you know, it's not it's not about happiness. It's not about the absence of mental illness. It's about the ability to bounce back no matter what life throws at you.
0: I love that. It's pretty. Um, that's yeah. I mean, I feel like that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> you there know? you go. Done. Like, there you go. Done. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you do, like, when you're working? I mean, I, you kind of just—it's like to help people see themselves, because I think, I think when people start to see themselves and to see their greatness. All that other stuff starts to heal because your body is meant to heal itself, right? So they probably come to you like, hey, I need to fix this. I don't feel good here. But it's really just lacking in seeing yourself.
1: Well, here's the thing that people don't understand is when one thing is sick, the whole body is sick. When one thing heals, it all heals, right? And so we try to piecemeal out the body as if the digestive system is different than the nervous system. Mm -hmm. It's cute when we say dumb things like that. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is like, if you heal your gut, you heal your nervous system. If you heal your nervous system, you heal your skin. You know, it all heals. The body is designed to heal as one big cohesive unit. We're not meant to do what Western medicine does and try to treat the lungs as if they are distinct from the pancreas. Mm -hmm. It's all one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's radical. It is a radical, radical thing to do to actually like yourself. Right. I mean, like it is a, it is an, it is the most radical act of self-love That exists in the whole world you know if you can radically love yourself you know that love is going to is going to grow and multiply and i'm not talking about a humanistic kind of of self-love i'm talking about the kind of love where you actually honor the fact that there is an infinite being inside of you and you can call it God you can call it Jesus Christ you can call it whatever you want to call it but I truly truly believe that there is something I I truly believe that there is true good and true evil in the world and the good will always win there is infinite goodness inside of you and you can call that infinite godness if you want to but god is god is there good is there inside of you and it's all about which do you feed are you feeding your worst are you feeding Mm -hmm. the I don't want to eat right. I just want to like sit on the couch. I don't feel like exercising. I don't need sleep. I don't need to meditate. Are you feeding that beast? Or are you feeding the like, holy crap, I'm going to show up today with gratitude and with a good attitude. And yep, I don't feel like going to the gym, but I'm going anyways, because that's what's going to make me have the energy to go play with my kids. You know that we have a million chances every single day Mm -hmm. to choose between, between life and death. Honestly, Mm -hmm. we have the, we have a million choices every day that allow us to choose between life and death and choose life. Just keep, keep showing up and being like, I am so full of life right now that it's contagious. It is so contagious. Um, and that to me is, just oh, that's it.
0: Yeah, and that's actually because you're. Are you saying too? Like, there's the good and evil, and I mean, again, I try not to think there's like good right, good bad right or wrong. But like you're saying that like there's those two, um, uh, what's like they always call it the, losing the word, but like the two differences in us, and each person has those two spheres. Say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or are you saying that the evil's outside of us or there's the not evil and like evil but you have that negative self-loving victim mentality and then you have yep. this self like radical self-love and as you yep. keep choosing you keep choosing that keep choosing that even when there's this other side is that kind of what you're explaining? Yeah,
1: I mean, listen, we all have bad days where you know what? Maybe you drink too much. Maybe you scream at your children. You know what? Maybe you've cheated. Maybe you've cheated on your spouse. Like we all have bad days. And here's the thing. We all have the same stuff. Mm -hmm. We all have anger. We all have fear. We all have vengeance. We all like, you know, people come to me and they're like, I don't know if I should tell you this. And I'm like, friend, there is absolutely nothing that you can do that will surprise me. Mm -hmm. nothing will surprise me. Um, And we all have that same stuff. We all have that. I am not enough mentality somewhere inside of us. I just keep showing up for myself and going like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a Mm -hmm. lie. I mean, I was seeing a patient yesterday and she's telling me her whole story and I'm listening to this and I'm listening to that and I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm sitting in my head because especially for women who get gaslit all the time you don't want to immediately jump to this is all in your head right yeah. and eventually i was like this is all trauma this is all trauma and as i was talking to her i i finally was like okay i want you to go get an actual stop sign and when you start telling yourself these lies of there's there's three things that we do um, as human beings that prevent us from overcoming trauma and grief, okay? And this this isn't my research. This is Wait, so there's way... three
0: things to overcoming trauma?
1: There's three lies that we three tell lies. ourselves that okay. prevent ourselves from overcoming okay. trauma. Okay. The first one is everything is terrible. So if you're somebody that gets up and has a stressor and goes, my whole life is falling apart, mm-hmm. stop. Literally get a stop sign and stop because you got a roof over your head and shoes on your feet. So be grateful <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. So pervasiveness is everything is terrible. Mm-hmm. The next one that we tell us, tell ourselves is persistence. It will always mm-hmm. be terrible. My 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 husband and I are having a tough time. And that means that our marriage is going to be terrible for the rest of our lives. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop telling yourself that things are permanent and persistent okay and then the third thing we tell ourselves is it's my fault it's terrible that's personalization right i can't tell you how many times that i i talk my friends my colleagues off ledges and i'm like this is not your fault this is not your fault like stop making this personal stop making it personal so whenever you get into those cycles of stinking thinking where you're saying It's, it's, everything is terrible. It's always going to be terrible. And it's my fault that it's terrible. Stop, Mm -hmm. just stop. And so those are kind of the, the three things that kind of murmur in your ear. Um, And if you can stop doing that and start going like, well, yeah, today was stressful, but I'm really grateful for the fact that I have milk in the fridge, like mm-hmm. whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care because the truth of the matter is it's not all terrible. It's not always going to be terrible. And it's not your fault that things are terrible so
0: when you say too, it's not your fault, it's terrible. Like I get that. Cause that's like programming or habits and stuff like that. But also like I come from like part of my reframing or whatever is I'm always a hundred percent responsible for Um, myself so how do you and and again there's always like a fine line because it's not a blame or it's not it's not like pointing the finger that i did something wrong but there's a fine line sometimes especially with my patterns where i like like you say it's not our fault i can go in and like start like beating myself up because i'm like oh i did this and this happened and it's my fault because i'm 100 percent responsible do you have any techniques to that to kind of just like to speak to that a little bit because well, not being I the mean, victim mentality, but also yeah. it's just stop. Yeah. just, stop. just stop. I mean, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> I mean, like I just,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> mean to like, I, yeah. I know that that's a hard thing mm-hmm. for a lot of people, but listen, if human beings were meant to be solely responsible for everything in our power, we would not be communal creatures. We would be out. We would be lone wolves, right? We would not be pack animals, but human beings are pack animals. It takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that said, one of the things that we learn in Al-Anon is never try to regulate anybody else's behavior except Mm -hmm. your own. Mm -hmm. If I can self-regulate my own behavior, winning winning and if i don't like someone else's bad behavior you just kind of learn to ignore it and move on um unless you are in situations like i was in last week where i had to like i i I think men have forgotten that women exist in covid and you know and like you go out and these men just have bad behaviors and i'm just like no 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 you're messing with the wrong woman right now. What um, do you mean?
0: What happened? You, you oh my gosh. Okay. So little. like last week, last
1: week, <laughs> uh, so many bad behaviors. This guy is like leering at me across the bar and just leering at me. And I, and I've traveled the world by myself. I can spot a sexual predator a mile away. And he, and so I'm there with a group of women. And he is leering at us and offering to buy all of us. And I keep telling him, I'm like, no, we're fine. Thank you. Nope, 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 nope. And finally, at the end Mm. of the night, he comes over and he stands like right next to me. And his face is like right here. And I just turn to him and I'm like, do you need just me to tell you that this is not happening? Or do all seven of us women need to tell you this is not happening? you are leaving now and all the all the women at the table were like
0: yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh
1: but I won't tolerate it I will not tolerate it I mean a guy came up and grab a guy came up behind me the other day and grabs me by the waist and I am literally sitting with my earbuds in reading a book and I mean, I shouted at him. I I used some expletives because he touched me and violated my boundaries. The whole wait staff of the restaurant turned and was like, and he came up later and was like, I'm so, so sorry. And I was like, don't grab women. Like just like that's unacceptable behavior. And so I will step up because I'm a challenger. And so I'll put people in their place, but really and truly I'm not trying to regulate your behavior. I'm not I, at
0: all. I love that because I just really heard in their boundaries and, uh-huh. and I'm practicing boundaries because that's actually a very new thing for me. So I love that because I also have the thing where like you say it once and they should get it, but there you had to say it repetitive because it just was not happening. So that's interesting because that's like, yeah, me. I'm like, I, mean, I get you, annoyed. You
1: fight jujitsu. I mean, imagine yeah. jujitsu without the tap right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you would be breaking bones, snapping necks. Like, I mean, I remember I, one time when I was fighting jujitsu, like I, I didn't tap early enough and I ended up pulling some ligaments in the back of my mm-hmm. neck because mm-hmm. the guy I was fighting with thought he had my neck, but he, he thought he had the front of my neck, but he didn't, he had the back of my neck. And he, mm-hmm. so he was torquing oh, yeah. my head Yeah. and I, I didn't tap fast enough Mm -hmm. and it like messed up my neck and it Mm -hmm. took me five years to get over it and all of the things. And so, yeah, you boundaries just, you have to have the boundaries to say no. Um, And traveling the world by myself for so many years, I learned real quick, like, I will, I will line in the sand and there is no crossing it. And right. if you cross it, I'm walking away. I'm like, I, I will remove myself from this situation, you know? Right.
0: That's, that's powerful. I think, but and how do you get to also somebody who might not have that much self-love to having powerful boundaries or having boundaries? Cause they're, cause that's like leaky.
1: I mean, well, here's the thing. How is saying yes to everything treating you? And if your answer, is if you just like squirmed and like rolled away from the podcast and are like, I'm turning it off. You need to learn to say no because it's self, it's self-preservation. But, you know, if, You think about, so, but you also have to remember, I'm an Enneagram type eight. If I am okay, everybody's okay. (laughs) Versus like a type nine, they say, you know, if everybody else is okay, then I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a different perspective, but, you know, start small, start small and just say, do something like, okay, I turn my phone off at 9 p.m. Okay. That's that's something easy you'll never right. miss it. You'll right. you really truly won't ever miss a few hours away from mm-hmm. your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so just start small and start by retraining your language. You know Tanya Dalton has been on my podcast and she and I talk about how important boundaries are and one of the things that I think is hard for women is to say no. It's not hard for me, but it's hard for a lot of women to say no. So instead of saying, no, I can't commit to being on that committee. No, my kid can't pick up another sport. No, like instead of saying that, say things like, wow, this project seems so important and I want you to have the best people. I do not think that I have the time to commit to giving my best possible effort towards this project. And you've said the same thing, right? But it's easier sometimes than just saying no, no, you know, um, can, can you be on this committee? Can you give me, can you give me a couple days to look at my schedule and mm. make a decision based on, you know, that, or, Tell me more about the committee. How many hours do you think it will take? How much commitment? Like blah, 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 blah. Right. So ask a lot of questions and Get then curious. come down to, yeah. yeah, be very curious. And then just come down to, wow, this seems really, really important to you. I don't know that I'm the best person to bring my best A game to this. Right. Um, and that's that's a great way to to set some boundaries for sure. Right.
0: I love how this, how our conversation has turned from like, Like where did we even, how did we get here? I I know it's brilliant. I love it. People want
1: me to teach them health and all I want to teach them is that they matter, you know, like that's it. That's all I want to teach people is, Hey, you mattered
0: and you're loved for exactly who you are. I mean, I think that in itself is like a really one. A really one, sorry, a really hard one to absorb because I know I had that happen probably about four years ago when I kind of started my like awakening or whatever you want to call it or like seeing myself. And it was like, you matter. I'm like, no, but I don't do this and I don't do that. And they're like, no, you matter. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? And it was, you know, and it's like, you keep stepping into that every day and it's like a process and it's a journey, you know? And, um, that's what we've really like come here to do. Really? Yeah, I feel. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, where, I mean, yeah, I feel like we like summed it up so we can kind of go into like, where can people like, what do you do to help support people or what are some of your options of like people working with you or.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, you can find me at lindsayelmore.com on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Elmore or at Dr. Lindsey Elmore on TikTok or um, Pinterest. And so that's where you can find me. I also have, if you... If you actually do want to hear me teach about health and wellness and not about like, not about like universal lessons that I've learned, um, I have my, my subscription functional medicine platform. It's called wellness made simple. It's uh, available at wellnessmadesimple.us. And if you You know, if you want to hear more about the supplements that I use for mental wellness, um, hit me up or head to slash amare to save $10 off of some supplements that I think really make a difference.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure to connect with you today.
1: I loved hearing about
0: this. And it's so funny. I love how it actually always circles around to. Like the things that we think, and being kind to ourselves, being kind of others, and yeah, just being like a human. So I actually loved how this kind of did like a full circle, and it's not even really about like that because it's really wellness of like the brain and all that. Yeah, just
1: hey, let's just be better humans. Like let's just do that. Mm. And if if
0: if I can be a better human,
1: anybody can be. A better human. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for the work that you do on this planet. And yeah. I I hope to connect with you. Send me the info for your event in Irvine. I sure will. And I um, hope to see you in person soon. Heck yeah. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Appreciate you. They appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you for listening. My hope is that this conversation has inspired you with a new awareness and has uncovered some beauty and wisdom within you. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share it with a friend and please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please feel free to reach me at stephanie.brownyard at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.